Recording started. Yes, ma'am. All right. Greetings in the name of Jesus. Thank everybody for tuning in to ELR Prophetic Shift Podcast Network, where we are spreading the gospel throughout the nation. Thank everybody for tuning in live on the air, live on the air on tonight. Hallelujah. So we give God the glory and the honor. Amen on tonight. So we'd like to welcome you to Love and Action Christian Center. Amen, which is the hosting pastors on tonight. Amen. Uh, and they're coming for, amen, hallelujah, for those who want to, amen, find a church home down in Miami, Florida. They are the church to be. Amen. So we're going to introduce this some, and we're going to introduce the others. Amen. The other, amen. Then the honorable, amen, Pastor Franklin Goffin and elect lady Goffin on tonight. God bless you. God bless you out there, all of God's people. Thank you for being here tonight. We thank God, Amen, for Apostle Eric, Amen, for all those who are on the line tonight, Amen. Eagle Life Restoration Ministry presents Love and Action Christian Center here in Miami, Florida. Pastor Franklin Goffin and Elect Lady Gloria Goffin. We are honored to be a part of such a great ministry. And we're just excited about what the Lord is doing. Amen. This is beyond the four walls on tonight. Amen. I probably preached this message once before, so I'm going I'm to I'm I'm throw it out there again, put it out there again. Amen. Um, abundant, abundantly forgiven, abundantly forgive. Amen. That's Amen. Psalms 86 and 5. Amen. Abundantly forgive us. God forgave us abundantly. And he wants us to forgive abundantly. Amen. Amen. It, don't, it don't cost you nothing. But don't walk your mouth. Say, I forgive you. Whether they receive it and accept it or not, that you don't get your part. Amen. So um, God wants us to abundantly forgive I mean, God wants want us to give abundantly mercy just as we have abundantly received it. That's what he wants us to do. But, you know, but a lot of people, uh, they, they, they're so merciless that they don't want to forgive. You got to remember, they, but we all were forgiven. Man, while we were yet in our sins, Jesus died for us. I mean that we could have eternal life. This is nothing that nobody forced on us. It's something that God did for us because He, well, God so loved the world. He He gave His only begotten Son that we can have the right tree of life. We can have man eternal life. Amen. When we leave here. Amen. But a lot of people, they, they, they're so mean and hateful. They think it's going to hurt them to say, I'm, I'm sorry. Amen. I forgive you. That's pride. I keep you out of heaven and send you straight to hell. It's all right to have some pride, but there's, there's two types of pride. I mean, when you're pride really, amen, that you don't want to forgive that you don't want to do what's right. You know, you want to do what you would. I've been doing this 100 years, but 100 years, you've been wrong. 
for a hundred years. So it's time when you hear the truth and to accept the truth and start living the truth. Amen. 86 and 5 says, For you, Lord, are good and ready to forgive and abundance in mercy to all those who call upon you. So all we have to do is call upon him. Stop being so hateful and so, you know, that pride to mess you up. Amen. Abundantly forgiven, abundantly forgive. These words are basically yet their impact. It is intended to be life-changing at both points. First, in our receiving God's love and merciful forgiveness, and two, in our giving it just as we have received it. Two virtues, goodness and forgiveness, are attributes birthed by our Heavenly Father. They expect to be found in our own lives. They expect us to be like him, to stand ready to forgive our brothers' transgressions in the same abundance of mercy he shows. Abundant from the Hebrew word, reap, meaning abundantly, exceedingly, God does not want us to portion out our mercy and forgiveness with teaspoons. He's looking for people who portion out their forgiveness and mercy with huge, unlimited shovels. That's what he wants us to do. Be glad to forgive. Be glad to be merciful. That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to, we're supposed to, uh, supposed to emulate Jesus at all times. Sometimes it might not seem that we can forgive or be merciful, but just think about it. I know sometimes we'd be heated in the moment that we don't want to forgive, we don't want to have no mercy, show mercy, or any stuff like that. That's, I done been there. But when we think about it, Jesus did thing that he went through, even when he was on the on the cross dying, all that they had done to him, he came that he might give his life, that he would give his life. Even in the Garden of Gethsemane, amen, when he was so weighted down with the burdens of the humans, of the human race. And by the way, there's not one race that's the human race. It's not a white race, black race, green race, yellow race, you know, pink and orange and all other colors. It's just one human race. It's just uh, a pigment of our skins that looks a little different from others. But then, and, 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 you know, we, so we're not, only, that's the only difference it is. Uh, we have the same feelings. We have the same hurts. Whatever happened to one, if it, if it happened, happened to you, it's going to happen. You done had people to die in your family. You done had people to be murdered, to be raped, and all that stuff in your family. 
The same thing going on with the white folks, going with the black people and any other race, any other people. So there's no difference. Only difference is the color of our skin. God loves us all. Not a white God, green God, or yellow God. There's one God that loves us all who created everybody. He knew that we were going to be have different colors. He knew that. People of color. He already knew that. So we just have to learn to live. I know we be persecuted and racially, uh, you know, uh, uh, arrested while walking black, driving black, and don't have four black young men in a car together. Amen. They sure not going to get pulled over. There could be a hundred white guys in one car, and that's too many people, but they won't get pulled over. If they do, they're telling me, you got too many people, I'm going to give you a warning going down the road. But that don't happen to us as much as it happens to the white folks. Amen. So we just have to realize, you know, we, we've been, we, everything that happened to us under the sun has not happened to the white to the white people. It may not happen to them. If it is, it's not being reported. That's on them. But we are to forgive with mercy, with huge, unlimited shelves of mercy and forgiveness. That's what he wants us to do. When we start doing that thing, there'll be changes in our lives, changes in our family lives. We have to remember we are models. We model ourselves after Jesus, and we want and our children model themselves after us. If you if you watch little girls, they be dressing up and putting lipstick on. They they they, they model a mimic in their mothers with high heel shoes and and lipstick and rouge and all that stuff that women do. And the father, the children, where their daddy put on their daddy big boots, and that's what we that you know they're watching us. What we do, how we do it, when we do it, and where we do it. How we treat their mothers. How the mothers treat the fathers. And all that's a part of following Jesus. So he wants us to be that way. It's not, it's not, it's, that's a good thing that we should be that way. I'm going to throw this in as soon as I find it. Give me and her. What God expects of us at all times. So, but you know, people want to do things their way, and there's no other way. Like I was telling you, I mean, my mama says to your mama, that don't mean your mama was right. Or that's because she told you that. That don't mean she was right. But when there's light brought into a situation, they take that under advisement. Amen. So that way. You can stop doing the thing that you were doing and start doing the right. Amen. Now, did they say husbands and wives are called to operate in God's order? There's an order. For husbands, wives, amen, to live. God got it all set up for us. How he wants us to live. And this was before any of us was ever born. Had all this planned out. 
before the foundation of the world was even, you know, created. So when we learn to live the way God say live, your life will change. The lives of people on your job will change. Until then, nothing going to change. It's going to remain the same. Amen. Psalms 130 and 7. Amen. 130 and 7. And 130 and 7. Okay. 130 and 7 says, Oh, is the hope in the Lord. For with the Lord, there is mercy. With him is abundant redemption. That's what he's that's what he has done and doing. Amen. Oh, here's a hope in the Lord. For with the Lord there is mercy. And with him is abundant redemption. He has been redeemed from sin and sinning. If you sin is because something that's something you want to do. And you have a choice. Live for the Lord. Nobody's making you do anything. You have a choice. When somebody say, I don't want to cheat on my wife or my husband. No, I don't want to. I'm not going to cheat on the Lord because when you cheat on God, you cheat. Your, if you cheat on God, you're cheating on your wife and your husband or whoever else you cheat on. And that's including the entire family because that affects everybody that you know, everybody who knows you. So our life goes to shine. 24 hours a day. Amen. Let us not forget that. Who we are. Whose we are. Amen. Psalms 131. 131 and 3 says, Oh, here's a hope in the Lord of this time forth forever. That's what we need to do. You and the ark of your strength. That's what we need to do. And it's not hard. It's not hard to live for Jesus. It's very easy to live for Jesus. Amen. 86 and 15. Grab a black quick. 86 and 15. Hallelujah. We make things seem like they're so unreachable, impossible. But with God, all things are possible. All things are possible. 86 and 15 says, But you, O Lord, are a God full of compassion, gracious, long-suffering, and abundant. See in truth. So everything... We need is in him. When we are reading this book, the 66 books of the Bible, we're reading him because God is the word and the word is him. Psalms 145 and 9. Hallelujah. 145 and 9. The Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are over 
all his works, over all his works. Amen. That's what it says, over all his works. And if we put our trust in him, things will be all right. Things are all right. I tell them through the song that some people who don't believe and don't know that things are already all right. Things are already all right. To those that don't know things that are already are, things will be all right. Amen. Now we go to Joel 2.13. Joel 2.13, so render your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness. He will rent from doing harm. So that means he was not he will he won't consider doing you any harm if you turn and give and, and stop doing what you're doing. He said he will you relent from doing harm to you. There is a there are consequences. A lot of people say, well, well yes you are forgiven. But there are consequences. You're not going to get away with anything. Hallelujah. Psalms 34 and 18. Hallelujah. 34 and 18. Mm. Yes, Lord. He's, 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 he's who he say he is. He's truthful. He loves you. He loves you. 34.18 says, the law is near to those who have a broken heart and say such as have a contrite spirit. Amen. So that's what he wants to do. Have a, we have to be broken Man. in order to serve. And we have to be broken in a contri- with a contrite spirit. Nobody, people don't want to go through anything. Lord, why me? Why me? Why not you? You're a child of the king. We can't escape, you know, being uh, persecuted and lied on and scandalized scandalized and called everything but a child of God. We can't escape because Jesus went through. He said, when you take up your cross and follow me, the same thing that I've gone through, except, you know, being crucified on the cross, just in the side, put a crown of a throne on a crown of thorns or seventy-two thorns on your head. That won't probably won't happen. But you're gonna be persecuted. You're gonna be lied on. You're gonna be scandalized. And it's all for your for the building for the upbuilding it for your for your spirit for the building up your faith. You're gonna go through some stuff. If you don't want to go, you might well just go until the Lord take you out of your nap. And avoid, like teaching to tell us in school, drunk nine avoid and avoid the June rush. So you have to rush the flunk in June, flunk now, and avoid the June rush. So we want to go through life without any trouble, without any, and it's not going to be so here on the face of the earth. 
No, we, we, we don't, we just traveling through here. Just like I, they had a program on called Wagon Train with Ward Bond and uh, John McIntosh. I mean, those folks were bringing people from all different, all over the world. They were headed to California. Listen, we're headed, while we're here, we're headed back to heaven. A place where you won't have no unrest, where you won't have any problems at all. But we just hold on. We're going to get there. And you're going you're gonna to come across a whole lot of stuff here while you hear circumstances and, and, and things that we're going to come, come across a whole lot of things. But just hold on. You're headed to a greater place. Amen. Where there won't be no more suffering, no more dying, no more cemeteries, and no more hospitals, no more emergency rooms, no more in, no more intense care, intensive care. You won't have no more. Their cancer won't exist anymore. Leukemia won't exist anymore. All these diseases will not exist anymore. Amen. You don't have to worry about your children. You won't have to worry about auntie and mom and grandma. You don't have to worry about none of that stuff because it'll be over. So just go through this thing. Go through what we're going through with our heads up. Praising God every step of the way. Thank you, Lord, for the trial that you, I just went through. Thank you for the tribulation that I just went through. You brought me out. Thank you for all that I've been, been persecuted, for all my persecution. Thank you. And when you rejoice in it, people are wondering, this is the world, the world is watching us. They want to know how in the world can he or she go through her son was just killed. You know, we want justice for, our, for the death of our child, our daughter, whatever happened. But we got the whole of our head. You know, it sounds kind of, you know, it's easier said than done. But once you make up in your mind, it can be done. Because we're worried and, and, and stuff about somebody's already gone. That's not going to change anything. That's not going to bring them back. When I leave here to go to heaven, don't be praying and screaming and hollering over me. He's gone on. Have some more heaven on the way to heaven. Enjoy life. Why are you here? Regardless of what you're going through. I know we all different and we all, it takes some of us to get to where I am or where other people are. I know it takes time. But standing still won't get you, you won't move. In order to get to the next level, you must move. Hallelujah. My God. Let us go to Psalms 51, 17. Hallelujah. Um, 5117. Glory to the Lamb of God. He's merciful. He's merciful. And I love giving mercy. I love forgiving at every opportunity I get. I'm not going to tell you always been where I am to where I am now. It took time for me to get here. I remember one Sunday, I had to, our tongue lasted a lot of them telling me about this and said, who were you? <laughs> that made me mad. Oh, but 
I had to repent and apologize. You are the wrong. You don't have to fight in this battle. Lord will fight the battle for you. He will, and he did. So let us stop fighting back. Let the Lord do what he's going to do. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. These, oh God, you will not despise. He don't despise, you know, a broken heart, a broken spirit. Oh, that's what he wants us to have. That's the way he wants us to live. Like I say, we're not here just for us and our family, but there are other people out there that are bound with drugs and alcohol and uh, addicted to sex and, you know, whatever it is that they're addicted to. We are the way out for them. Our lives, our testimonies, the word of God is the way out for them. Keep them from going down and going to hell. We are the light of the world. We sit on a hill. Cannot be hid. Once you light up, strike something, got light on it, you can't hide light or light on show or come out. Let us Brothers, who let us let the believers of Christ Jesus, I mean, live such a life that people will be running to you, asking you to pray for them, show them the way, and we are the way. We are the only Jesus that they're gonna see. We're the only Bible that go that they're going to read. Read our facial expression, and, and, and they read Hallelujah. The way, way we, the way we conduct ourselves. I was on my way to, on my way to Georgia, and I went to the train station. Maybe I said this before. I probably I knew I have. And this young man running, pastor, pray for me. And I'm looking for the pastor. I'm looking everywhere. I'm, as a matter of fact, I'm the only one standing there. So. <laughs> He said, Pastor, pray for me. So when he came up and I prayed, but you can't hide who you are. I mean, if God can show them who you are. These people come to us for help. We should be able to help them and encourage them. Give their lives to the Lord. No matter where you are or what you are doing or just done, God is just to forgive you of all. Matter of fact, our sins already been forgiven. But all you have to do is repent and accept Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life. And he will. But you got to be willing. Be open to the law. Be willing to love and to serve him. Even if, our life, if it costs our lives, we got to serve him. Jesus gave his life, and Paul and Peter and those guys, they died a martyr death. Look what they did to John. Amen. They, they, they boiled him in oil. Tried to kill him, but when God is for you, who could be against you? If God is for you, who could be against you? 
God is with us all the time. You cannot go anywhere without God being there with us. When you go to sleep at night, he lays down with you. When you wake up, he wake up with you. When you're on your way, wherever you're going, when you get in your car, he's right there with you. Angels, you're encamped around about with angels. We're the most protected people in the world, that are, uh, the uh, believers in the world. All the believers are protected. Listen, the president is no more, it's not as protected as we are. And he got armed guards watching him, even as even when he's no longer the president. Him and his family got people watching them 24 hours a day. But they can't protect them. God can protect us, and he is protecting us. From all hurt, harm, and danger, seen and unseen, known and unknown. He don't allow, he allow what he wants to allow to happen. But he's right there in the midst. Even when the devil attack us, and sometimes you open the door for the devil to do what he want to do. Because our mouth gets us in trouble. Our actions gets us in trouble. Sometimes we walk into temptation, you know, you know, unexpected. And sometimes we just walk in with our eyes wide open, know it's wrong. Yeah, I don't care. I'm, I'm forgiven. I go on and then come out. Listen, God allowed these to allow us to do what we want to do, but we don't have to do that because you're allowed to do it. You don't have to do it. You have a choice not to or to do. I chose to serve him the best of my ability. We all were given a, uh, uh, given, given a amount of faith, a measure of faith. Faith grows by when you use it, the more you use it, the more it'll grow. No matter whether you got a little bit of faith at the mustard seed, as long as you use it. Faith is dead, but that works. You got to put your faith to work. I know I've said this a many times, and I'm going to continue to say it. If you believe in God for a home, or whatever it is you believe in God for, no matter how much it costs, God, you know, if you, you can have it. You just got to put your faith to work. Get out there and look for it. Get your realtor. Somebody, you know, get on, go online. They got, you know, realtors. They got all kind of homes. Should they tell you where the homes are? They show you their realtor and all that kind of stuff. And then it's there. And you go and check it out and look at it and see if that's what you want. And listen. I tell people all the time, I just don't want to live anywhere. I want to live where God wants me to live. Amen. I want to live where he said live. And if he said, okay, I want you to live here for a while. And you stay there because he wants you to be a light in that community or that neighborhood. Put you on a job where they're giving you all kind of problems. But he wants you to stay there and keep your mind shut. Pray. Fast and pray. Got to deal with the enemy. They'll come to you. They'll want. They'll want to know. I ain't never seen nobody like you before. Like you used to tell me in the job. So I've seen a lot of men, a lot of Christians. So, but man, you're different from all the rest of the folks I know. They didn't put me on the job to walk around. They didn't hire me to, to read my Bible or to run through their speaking in tongues. 
Hallelujah. Glory. Lift him up. Come on, praise him. He didn't, he didn't hire me to do that. He hired me to whatever job he hired me to do. That's what they want me to do. When you get a lunch break and you want to minister to somebody, you can do that. But for you going on the job eight hours or whatever it is, you, you're crazy. You're crazy. You're so spiritual tell you're no earthly good. Don't use any wisdom at all. You want to do what you want to do. And a lot of our brother, uh, brethren, our believers, they want to talk to people any kind of way. Because you're a child of the king, that don't give you that right. God wants us to respect everybody. I mean, you must respect others. Nobody don't respect you, respect them anyhow. Hallelujah. You're not responsible for how they act, but you're responsible for how you act. I'm going to give you Genesis 37 and 34. It says, Jacob tore his clothes, put sackcloth on his waist, and moaned for his son many days. That's how they used to do back in the day. They used to put in the fast and pray and put their sackcloth on and then moan for a certain amount of days. You know, that's how they, that's how, that was big custom then. Amen. A lot of people, if somebody die, the husband decided he want to get married, people want to say that uh, he been going around with that woman all the time. And that's not so, that's true all the time. Amen. You can see somebody for the first time. And I don't think they got no limit <laughs> on how long you should moan. If they do, I have a New Testament. And in, in the Old Testament, we're no longer under the law. Galatians 3.13 said we're no longer under the law. So the law came by Moses. I mean, grace came by Jesus, came through Jesus. So we... You know, got to live in the time that we're in now. But these people, they they moan. They they they, they for thirty so how many days? I think they do when Moses died. I think they moan for thirty days. But that's cool if that's what they want to do. You know, but you got to move on with your life. You can't walk around here wearing black for a whole four five years and say, "Hey, brother, tighten up." You got to come away from that. But abundant, I mean abundant, forgiven abundant, abundantly forgiven, and abundantly forgive. That's what the Lord wants to do. You got to remember that abundance of grace. God forgave us. He's still forgiving us. Listen, we, we, we got to remember God can cut us off at any time. That's not a thing you can do about it. You got to remember that God is large and in charge. Nobody tells him who he can bless and who to curse, who to do this and who to remember when they did. God don't remember our past sins, our past transgressions. He told them in the sea of forgiveness, of forgetfulness, and he, and he don't go back there. He don't go back and pull it up and say, we'll be on our knees praying and say, Lord, I 
so and so and so. Lord, don't throw us up in our face. And listen, when you remember when you did this on such such a day, such such time, such such a month, or what year it was? He don't do stuff like this. Only people, you yourself, and the devil. So stop bringing up stuff, remembering stuff, forget it, and move on. God forgives us abundantly, forgiving us abundantly. We must forgive abundantly. I give, I forgive him a little bit. I forgive him this time, but if they do it again, so you expect them to do it again. And if they do do it again, forgive them. I think it's 144 times that we, you know, we forgive. But I think you somewhere down the line, you can rebuke them folks and let them know, hey, you. And them folks like that, you don't need to be around them. You need to be move on. Ain't friends. Listen, you don't have that many friends. Don't let me, you know. You don't have that many friends. You might have one or two that'll stick with you through the good, the bad, and the ugly. You know, if I say they got 15, 20 friends, you don't have that many friends. You don't have them. So let us abundantly forgive. Oh, we have been abundantly forgiven. We are grateful today, tonight. Amen. This is Pastor Franklin Garbus from Beyond the Four Walls, Love and Action Christian Center, Elect Lady Gloria Garfin. Amen. We are excited about what the Lord is doing and where He's taking us to the taking us to the next level in Him. And I'm I want to get to the next level because I want to serve God in the fullness. There are people out there that I can reach, that we can reach, people that we can bring into the kingdom. This is kingdom work, not South Franklin Gospel work, but kingdom's work. God is using us for the kingdom, for the upkeep of the kingdom. For bringing people into the kingdom, for loving people, for showing them the way, for being a light, for being a guide, for being a counselor, for being leaders at this particular time. So any of you out there tonight that are sick, that are hurting, that need deliverance, I speak deliverance. I speak healing. Matter of fact, I send the word of God. I command your bodies, some subject to the word of God, be made whole in the name of Jesus. I speak deliverance to you right now in the name of Jesus. I command that you be made free in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I command it to be done in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I command finances to come into your home. They cut out of the yard seat. I curse poverty to the roots. I curse lack to the roots. I command it to drive and die in the name of Jesus. I call money from the east, the west, the north, and the south. I command it to come into your saving and checking accounts. I command God, shout out of a higher, that he will send people that will help you financially. That they would put money in your saving and checking account. Hallelujah. 
Glory to the Lamb of God. And when things like that happen, don't reject it. Hallelujah. You don't understand the things of God and the mysteries of God. I mean, when, when stuff like that happened, God sent somebody to you, no strings attached. God told me, spoke to me, told me to do this for you. You accept that. Be grateful and thank him for, you know, doing it because you don't have no other way of doing it unless you, you know, stealing, robbing, and killing. But for God to send somebody, he said, it will cause men. Give it to your bosom. It will cause your blessings to run you down. Hallelujah. Let us stop living beneath our privilege. Live the way God wants to live. I pray for our nation that God, that people will turn back to God. I pray for Russia. I pray for Ukraine and the people there. All of my highly I see. I pray that peace be still. But I know, let me I see that God has spoken of these things in the book that there'll be wars and rumors of wars before Jesus comes back. Famine in the land, earthquakes. And stuff like that. Things like that are going to happen. Because that's what it's what already been prophesied before Jesus even got here. Thousands of years before he got here. So let us keep our mind stayed on Jesus. Let us stay sober and, and vigilant. Let us watch as well as pray. Let us use the discernment of spirit. Hallelujah. Glory to let us walk in love. Let us show love. Glory to the Lamb. Those that desire to be saved on tonight. And salvation is for you, you, and especially you. It's for you. Amen. It's for all that want to be saved. All that wants to be saved. And you can be saved. Nobody can prevent you from being saved but yourself. Nobody can keep you out of heaven but you. Nobody can keep you from being blessed but you. Nobody. You. A lot of us hinder ourselves. Get in our own way. Get in the way of our lives, our progress, our blessings. Hallelujah. So let us serve the Lord. Amen. Salvation. And you need a you need a ministry that you can become a part of. I pray that God will send you to people that will teach you how to live right, how to live a righteous life. We are the righteousness of God in Christ. Hallelujah. Not our righteousness, but the righteousness of God. We can live so we can be prosperous and we could be successful. We could be better husbands, better wives, better fathers, better mothers, better brethren, brother believe, better believers. All this is possible if we give our life totally and completely and serve him the way he says that, that if thou shall confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and thou believe in thine heart, thine heart, that God has raised him, we're talking about Jesus, from the dead, that shall be saved. For with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness, 
and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. The way they taught us, calling on Jesus, 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 Jesus. We was on the altar for six six weeks. Calling, calling, calling. Calling like it means. Calling fasting. They would tell you, you ain't got it, son. Come back tomorrow night. You're almost there. That's how easy it is to be saved. Carry me wait. Wait me carry. We are grateful for your your list of you that my all of my brothers and sisters who are listening tonight, those that are in Pakistan, we're praying for you and your families. Lago Shikir in South Africa, Moon Shikir in Mahaya, Mexico, and Ibiata, Cuba. We're grateful for you listening. This is Pastor Franklin Goffin of Love and Action Christian Center. Beyond the four walls on Tuesday, every Tuesday night. With my co-pastor, elect Lady Gloria Goffin. Amen. We are grateful that you are listening. And we pray that we say something that can help you, that can make, that can give you a change of mind and a change of heart. We can live a better life, living with, living in Jesus and with Jesus and for Him. Amen. Into the hands of Apostle Erica. Amen. We give honor on tonight. He's Christ and head of our lives and our personal Savior. Amen. He's all that and then some of everything. Amen. On today. Amen. We thank God for that word. Amen. That sound word of sound doctrine. And see, one thing I learned about sound doctrine, sound doctrine cannot be challenged. because uh, it's coming directly from the it's coming directly from heaven. So we thank God on today for what he is uh, doing in the season of uh, transition, amen, that, that God is transitioning you uh, to a different level, amen, Pastor God, and lady, you transferring out to your train. I heard the word transition, amen, so um, I'm going to pray on that transition that when God get ready for y'all to move out, to shift out, is <laughs> a transition. I heard the word transition. That means coming soon. Thank Father, we thank you, God, on tonight. We thank you, amen, for the man of God on tonight. We thank you, God, as you begin to you cover him, oh God. We send forth your ministering angels, amen, to cover him, amen, to cover his wife, amen, the tag team, amen, duel on tonight. We thank you, O oh God, as you begin to meet their needs and satisfy what is needed in this season. And we thank you, O oh God, that you will open doors. We thank you, God, for the need and thank God for the doors that you already closed. We thank you for that opportunity, O oh God, that we're able to worship him in the spirit and truth and getting his word. We thank you, O oh God, hallelujah, for the 12 live calls on tonight. We thank you. We thank you for the seven links, amen, that are out there, the seven listeners out there, amen. I don't know your name because it's coming up as guests, but God bless you. 
Hallelujah for tuning in to Amen, a fantastic Bible study. Amen. I'm telling you, I come here on Tuesdays. You will never miss it. We thank God on today, and we thank God for what he is doing in this season. Amen. That he is a blessing us. Amen. And as we get ready to close out and on tonight, amen, does anybody want to uh, want to give a word of empowerment? Amen. Before we close out on tonight. Hallelujah. I don't know. Everybody must be on mute. You need to make sure y'all not on mute. Everybody on mute? Off mute? All right. Thank you, God. Amen. Let me unmute y'all. Hold on. Hallelujah. Amen. So we thank God on tonight. And as we get ready to close out on tonight, may the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit continue to rest, rule abide in his kingdom forevermore until we meet again next time, hallelujah, on ELR Prophetia Podcast Network, amen, where we're spreading the gospel across the nation, amen, so we pray, amen, that everybody was able to do what they needed to do, amen, in this season. God bless you. God bless you. Good night. Good night. Good night.